Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today is back on the air. It is a football Friday as the first week of November comes to a close. We look at the two big college football games this week as well as dive into all of the fantasy football discussion you could ever ask for as Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And happy Friday, everyone. Welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today as Craig Mish flying solo, as I always do on this Friday, November the 8th, 2019. Good to be with you here on the show. My producer, as always, is Sean Guastamaki, although Chris Pavone is helping out quite a bit on this Friday. And uh, if you guys want to give me a buzz here on the show, here's the phone number, 844-843-6879. Again, Put the number in your phone. Give me a call, 844-843-6879 if you want to hit me up here on the show. Looking forward to talking about uh, just about everything with you guys here on the program, including the game last night between the Chargers and Raiders. We had a good game, very exciting finish, I thought, uh, on Thursday. Some points on Monday, some points on Sunday as well. So maybe these night games are taking a turn for the better, hopefully as they start to flex out some of those Sunday night games, and we'll get some better games as well. And a little bit later in the show, Jamie Eisenberg will join us, and we'll get more into what happened in that Raiders-Chargers matchup. Looks like some injuries coming out of that game as well today. We've got the opening drive coming up soon, a little trust or bust. Uh, Gary Danielson was on yesterday on Sean's show at the betting window, and of course tomorrow, 3.30 Eastern, in the game of the year in college football will be played between Alabama and LSU. So plenty of discussion, of course, here in that show. But the news this morning, a couple of pieces of news. One I will talk about a little bit later, which is Deion Sanders as a possibility to be the head coach of FSU, which is not something that I thought that I would ever say. But, you know, it is so frustrating to see the way that the NCAA handles some of their student-athletes. And for years and years... The discussion was we can't pay the players. It'll give them a reason to to uh, to get involved in handicapping, fixing games. I mean, come on. I mean, the amount of money that these kids make that they were talking about giving kids to just kind of survive is so small and so ridiculous that it was really good a couple of weeks ago to see that the NCAA has changed their stance on that and they're going to be able to actually receive some sort of benefit from their name and their likeness in the future and whatever that is it's just great even if it's 10 percent or 20 percent or just something to get them paid for who they are and dedicating all this time and look at all these injuries that they have I think that's great and then we see a story that comes out today and it kind of ruins the vibe of that for me and that is unfortunate and I'll explain to you why 
Now, look, we don't know all the details of everything that is going on with this particular situation, but in case you missed it, Chase Young, who is the best defensive player in the country, and he plays for Ohio State, he is probably going to be, if not the first pick in the draft, somewhere in the top five. And again, the combine comes, and that changes people's opinions. It's just insane how this kid, Chase Young, could end up with 20 sacks. And then because his hands aren't big enough, then they'll uh, move him down on the board. It just you know doesn't it doesn't make sense. Just like Deshaun Watson didn't make sense. It just just like uh, Lamar Jackson didn't make sense. This is what happens. The combine, the combine is very helpful to boost guys up, but the tear down in the combine is ridiculous. That that these kids don't have a good combine, and that means that that what they accomplished at a collegiate level in a game doesn't add up. Make doesn't make any sense. Uh, but. Chase Young is not going to be able to play for Ohio State this week, and it really doesn't make a difference because when they play Penn State in a couple weeks and they play in the Big Ten Championship, that's what it will make a difference. Now, again, we don't know the entire story as to why he's been suspended for this game by the NCAA, but apparently it goes back to a story from a year or two ago where Young had to borrow money from a family member and allegedly what he is saying to just basically survive on the day-to-day, he paid that back, but still it was a violation with him accepting money from somebody else, and he is a college athlete. And these are the kind of things that make you really not just root for these college kids to get paid, but do we just not have an understanding as to how these things work, there was that story from the NCAA a couple of years ago about the kid that wanted to transfer and and was able to get a scholarship to another school to be closer to his mom that was deathly ill, but they wouldn't let him do it because they didn't want to set a bad precedent for other kids that would come up with excuses, but his mom was ill. He wanted to leave one school and go to another and, and get out of the scholarship. The school allowed him to, and the NCAA did not. I mean, the NCAA, man, they just have no self-awareness into some of these situations. Now, look, with this particular situation with Chase Young, I don't know what the deal is here, okay? Look, I'm just going off what he said on social media, and we know how that can be. It could be a bunch of BS, and it could be wrong. But if indeed this is the case, does anybody really care that he borrowed money from a family member and gave it back and he can't play in a game this weekend? It's not going to affect Ohio State. Maybe against the spread it will affect them. They're going to win this week. Chase Young's still going to be a top pick in the draft. And all this does is just cause attention to something ridiculous. doesn't even make any sense, if indeed this is really the case. And that's what we're talking about here on the show today. We have to, because it's just a mockery at this point, what they're making of this. Was it $10,000 that he borrowed? Probably not. Probably a lot less. If you're going to start paying the kids any way to play, and you're going to start paying them for their likeness, this is the story that you're going to bring up today to kind of debunk all that? It's just... Bad, bad look again, if indeed this is true, and we'll find out soon on this. All right, coming up next, we'll dive into the opening drive. I've got some of the hot stories in sports, and we'll go through them all here on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you have any fantasy questions, feel free to fire them off. A lot easier to do on social media than it is on this show, that's for sure. We'll take a quick time out. I'll be back with more FST with the opening drive on this Friday on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network as well as on the uh, Sports Grid platform. We'll be right back after this.
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Fantasy Sports Today presents... First play from scrimmage. The opening drive. The first play of the game. From the opening play and all the way for a touchdown. I'm on Fantasy Sports Today and welcome back. It is Friday and it's time to cap off the week. I can't wait for the weekend. We got a fun weekend ahead of us uh, coming up here. We got some great college games, some great pro games. Also, we got our trust or bust segment coming up, Sean. You know what that means, right? Don't forget, Sean. I don't want that that porn music on my trust or bust. We already took care of that. I'm warning you now. I'm warning you now. Just ahead. Okay, so here we go. First down, Alabama LSU tomorrow, 3.30 Eastern. I got a Little League game at 1. I will be done by 2.30. If we play like we've played the last couple of games, I'll be done by 2. And it won't be good. But hopefully we'll pull out a win tomorrow. And then, man, i got to tell you, I've gone back and forth and back and forth on this game over and over again. Uh, Look, I mean, it's getting to the point where it's getting tempting to take Alabama, right? I mean, this line just keeps going down and down and down. It started off at 6.5, and and it went to 6. Now let's take a look here and see where it is. I've been checking, like, every hour to see if it's going to go down to 4.5 or even 5. Back up to 6. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been fluctuating quite a bit. But my feeling is is that the world is taking LSU because they want LSU to win. Like, somebody wants to dethrone Alabama during the regular season. And, and I think that, that that's narrative and fans want that. I just don't know. I mean, the total is so high. I mean, even though it went down from 65, it's still 63. And, and look, it can't be that far off, right? So does that mean that LSU's defense is not what it has been for the last decade and that Alabama's going to run through them? Certainly could be, but I am I am excited for this one tomorrow with 3.30, no doubt about that. Also excited for Penn State, Minnesota, as that place at TCF Bank Stadium is going to be just absolutely bonkers. Golden Gophers getting seven points in that one, too. So, uh, by the way, more on these games, if you guys want, a little bit later in the show, as Gary Danielson was on with Sean on his uh, At The Betting Window show, and also tonight... At 9 o'clock Eastern over at Wager Alarm and Fantasy Alarm, uh, Howard Bender and I will break down these two games against the spread uh, also as well. So, uh, you know, any kind of angle that you would want, we can break it down for you. All right, so that's first down. On to second down. Antonio Brown, who I've seen quite a bit lately at my kid's school, doing nothing, just kind of hanging around. Uh, Antonio Brown on Twitter last night uh kind of goes a little off there against the NFL and then a very well composed tweet came in about an hour after that almost as if it was composed by someone else to be honest with you but uh, man I look the NFL would be fun if Antonio Brown was back that's for sure he's a really good player 
But I think that you have to ask yourself at this point what team this year would even take a shot on him, and I don't think there's going to be one. Now, look, next year on some very incentive-laden deal with very little guaranteed money, my guess is that he'll be back in the NFL. But what a regret for him not playing with the Raiders. The Raiders look like a pretty good team. They're like an Antonio Brown away from maybe being a contender in the AFC. It is such a shame that that didn't work out. I've been supremely impressed with how Oakland's put it together. They've got back-to-back easy games coming up. If they could just squeak those out, they are smack dab right in the middle of the playoff picture. Now, what people seem to forget is they lost to the Colts in a, uh, or they beat the Colts, excuse me, in a head-to-head matchup. And so if that comes down to the last wildcard game, that could really put them in. So do not sleep on Oakland, of course, for the rest of the season. No doubt about that. Third down, a very uh, interesting announcement, in case people missed this, came down yesterday via the Houston Astros, the American League champion, uh, World Series champion of a couple years, Houston Astros. Now, being that I cover this team a lot in spring training, this one caught me by surprise, and I'll explain to you why. Reed Ryan, who is the son of Nolan Ryan, was the president of baseball operations for the Houston Astros, and he has been for a number of years. In fact, Nolan Ryan, you could see right behind home plate in all those World Series games. Nolan Ryan at every spring training is a uh, specialist advisor and is always uh, at the park as well. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the announcement comes down that Jim Crane, the owner of the team, his son is going to be taking that role. And that Reed Ryan is still going to be some executive in charge of business. And we weren't really sure as to whether or not this was going to be a demotion or a promotion. No one really knew. And then reading between the lines, it became more obvious that they were kind of pushing him out. And then Nolan Ryan, via text message, said that he will not be back as advisor of the Houston Astros. So some sour note going down with Nolan Ryan in Houston. And uh, now maybe we'll see if he goes back and and takes over again as team president with the Texas Rangers, which would seem unlikely because he left when John Daniels came there. Uh, Ryan is, uh, old Ryan, certainly an asset to any team that he's with, but he's kind of running out of options here because I would doubt that he would go back to the Mets. He only had a cup of coffee there for a couple years. And then, of course, he played with the Los Angeles Angels. And given that Ryan lives in Texas... It would seem unrealistic, so it could be the end of, of seeing Nolan Ryan involved with the Major League Baseball team. Kind of sad to see that. I've enjoyed seeing him for many years in West Palm Beach. It looks like that has certainly come to an end. That's third down. Here on fourth down, this is one that is not a surprise for me at all. Uh, Beverly Hills, 90210, the wildly popular show of the late 80s and the 90s. They did a reboot of a show, and my wife convinced me, can you please just watch the the premiere of this new show? Can we get into it? Can we make this like a date where we watch this show? I'm like, I don't don't know. I didn't even really like the show the first time it was on. I dropped off the show after a few years, and this reboot, I got to tell you, was one of the worst pieces of television that I have seen in a very long time. It was horrible. The first, uh, the premiere episode, it was so bad. Now, I don't know how many episodes they ended up doing. They brought back the original cast, which was cool for about five minutes. But the storylines were just awful. And Fox announced that uh, they've canceled this show. Man. Uh, I'm disappointed. I, you you were watching this? I watched the first episode. It was so bad. It was really it was bad. It was so bad. It was horrible, man. Like, it, it was just. 
they tried so to be funny. Done. Yeah. It was not funny at all, and it was just bad. And oh, I mean, it just—I I don't know what they were thinking here. I really don't. And 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 look, you want to bring back nostalgia, but the reason why this is so disappointing to me is because good shows that could use a reboot, like example, Friends. I think most people would agree that's a good show. That was a good show. Uh, the Office was a great show. And what happens is, is that when reboots I'm, like this happen, yeah. it, it gives you pause. And I'm sure it gives the actors pause to jump back in and do a reboot because right. of the disaster that this show yeah, was. I'm surprised Jason Priestley was in on this. I, I was shocked. I was like, this is cr- trash. What is he doing here? It but was yeah, so bad. I watched the first so. episode. They were in like Las Vegas or something. And yeah, it was, it was really Yeah, <laughs> they went to like a convention. Yeah, and, yeah. It was and, so and then, bad. It really was. It but was it was like real and, life. Like they weren't calling each other by their um, nine hundred two and O names. It was like the real, real life names. It was really odd and confusing. It was so right. If they were going to do a reboot, it should have just basically been the characters, you know. Like they should have like extended the story as to where the characters were in their life. Uh, not, Luke Perry's not, not gone, the, so you can't really do a reboot anymore. I mean, and then they had Shen Doherty was like in the background in some video or something. It was just so bad. And I said to my wife, this is so... She's like, I thought it was pretty good. I'm like, come on. you got to be kidding me. Like, this is the worst show I've ever seen. And um, and look, good for them to get paid. How much do they get paid an episode? My guess is probably like, I don't know, 100 grand, 200 grand. They made it through like eight episodes. They probably got... Each of them probably got a million overall to redo this thing. And they... And, you know, look, that pays a lot of bills for a lot of years. I know it would for me. But that's my fourth down, and really, a four, that's like a fourth and goal, and you lose five yards, honestly. That's uh, my fourth down there. So that's the opening drive here on the show. Coming up, uh, we'll dive back into the landscape this weekend in the fantasy football conversation, and then we'll play a little trust or bust, and Jamie Eisenberg joins us in the second hour of the show. Uh, also, uh, we're going to be telling you more about this a month from now. Uh, the plan is, at least, for me to be broadcasting live from the winter meetings in uh, San Diego, the Major League Baseball winter meetings. We're getting that set up right now as uh, I'm all set to go here. And uh, looking forward to talking to you guys more about that. So our baseball conversation will pick back up in December. For now, we keep the football conversation going. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. I'm Craig Mish. We'll be back after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish back with you here on the show as we got you live until 2 o'clock Eastern. Dr. Rota will take over at that point. Sean and I will go through a little fantasy football trust or bust as we always do on a Friday. We'll do that in less than 15 minutes from now. As always, you can hit me up here on the show, 844-843-6879, the number to dial in is 844-843-6879. We're going to cover Deion Sanders' potential to FSU. My thoughts on that coming up in just a minute. Updating an earlier story from today, according to Pro Football Talk, it's getting interesting. Chase Young's family friend that he uh, loaned money to 
as it turns out, according to Pro Football Talk, is a uh, agent. <laughs> so I may want to. We may want to go back on demand and alter my first segment here of this show uh, because uh, the uh, it's getting a little dicey there with this. But look, we'll see. We'll we'll let this whole thing play out. Uh, but clearly that does change the landscape if the family friend is indeed a certified agent of some kind, which means that this agent was or this family friend was hoping to secure the services of Chase Young in the NFL draft, which, of course, d- does significantly to change the dynamic of this story. So uh, throughout the day, I'm sure that there will be updates on this because, again, this is a very uh, high level player coming into the NFL draft. So. Um, yeah, that's the that's the uh, latest update with that. Figured I would mention that. Okay, uh, injuries and news in the NFL. Start with the Giants. Giants are taking on the Jets at the Meadowlands this week. They don't they don't play each other every year there. I don't think, except for the preseason. So uh, this uh, I I don't really don't know how to feel about this game. Honestly, I feel it's like a last second field goal by somebody to win, and I don't know who it's going to be. And I don't like either of these two teams. Giants have played better, of course, but. It's like you can't quit the Jets just because of Le'Veon Bell and some of the offensive talent that they have. But the Giants, as expected, announced they're not going to have Evan Ingram today or on Sunday. They're not going to have Sterling Shepard. What is going on with Sterling Shepard? How long has this guy been out with this concussion? This is scary stuff. It's like the Brandon Cook stuff, too. As Shepard was thought to be in that flex or at least wide receiver range this season, and it hasn't worked out, unfortunately, for him at all. And Darius Slayton has done a nice job for them. Golden Tate has been back. He's been okay for Daniel Jones, too. But make sure that those of you who are setting lineups get Engram and, and Shepard out. I think it goes without saying if you're listening to this show and you're a fantasy nut, then you're not even uh, considering that. I did not know that Lamar Jackson hadn't even practiced this week. Did anybody know that? I had no idea. Lamar Jackson uh, missed a practice yesterday. He uh, was reported as being sick, and his status is not in doubt. And he'll take on the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday coming off that monster win against the New England Patriots. Now, call me crazy and call me completely off, but something about this game tells me that the Bengals are going to win. I don't know why. I know it sounds nuts, but this is a really, really good spot for Cincinnati. The only problem is is that I don't know one thing about their starting quarterback this week in Ryan Finley. I don't know anything about him other than what I saw in the little bit of the preseason and check those stats. Seem to look okay. But the Ravens coming off the biggest win for them in years, looking as good as they have in years, in a game that put them near the top in the AFC, taking on a team that hasn't won, Taking on a team coming off a bye week, I don't know, man. I, something feels strange about this game this week. And I'm not looking at that whole A.J. Green thing and factoring even that in. I I, I did not think A.J. Green was going to play at all this year. I don't know why anybody thought that he would. What did he have to gain by coming back? It's the same thing. Now, Melvin Gordon's played well all of a sudden because they've readjusted the offense. But a good example is going into next year. Like, why would Joe Mixon play? for the Cincinnati Bengals as Mixon's getting ready to be done with his rookie contract. It's a great example of a player that probably goes into next year and says either trade me or sign me because I, I'm not gaining anything from being in there. Mixon's a much better player than what he's shown this year. And so 
I don't know, some, something about that game tells me that the Bengals show up for this one. Maybe I'll I'll look horrible on it, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab with that in the uh, in the plus ten. Uh, Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans uh, Saints said that uh, he would like to at least entertain the thought of having more balance in their running offense by seeing Latavius Murray getting involved more, which reminds you a little bit of the Tevin Coleman, uh, uh, Devonta Freeman days, right, in Atlanta, both when they were good. And the quote was, it's not like I'm selfish. I don't need the ball every play. He's fully capable too, so I think we'll get a good balance going, and it will be hard to stop. And Kamara, for the first five games of the year, was like wasn't even a question. And then once he got banged up and he didn't play, Latavius Murray looked like he did back when he was with the Raiders, right? People seem to forget how good Latavius Murray was in his first couple of years with Oakland. And there's just, as they would say, that stupid cliche, there's just not a lot of mileage on those tires for Latavius Murray. He really hasn't played that much over the last couple of years. Minnesota and uh, and even with New Orleans this, this first half of the season, he didn't play. So um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that for the most part for me, I think that this is probably a uh, – a good idea. Luke Falk of the New York Jets, formerly of the New York Jets. How about this one? He filed a grievance against the team. Uh, he was released, of course, when Sam Darnold came back. But it's the second time a player that has reportedly been cut or hurt has filed a grievance against the Jets. And I wonder why they did it. I guess the the deal is is that they threw him into some bad situations or they didn't report that he was hurt or being cut. I'm not really sure, but two years in a row, this is kind of a, a bad look for the New York Jets to be in this situation where they have a former player that is potentially coming after him. I'm not sure. I don't know if you caught this last night also in the NBA. The Portland Trailblazers this offseason, they made a really big trade to acquire Hassan Whiteside. And uh, Hassan Whiteside, of course, seven-foot center, and uh, got a max contract from the Miami Heat, which is going to be up at the end of this season. Uh, he fell out of favor a little bit with Miami as they didn't think that he was at least performing to the highest level. Now, the Heat has looked fantastic this season. Last night, I don't know if you caught inside the NBA, and uh, they always do a great job on that show. You could probably say that that is the most raw, real talk show before any broadcast. Uh, and all these these hot take shows that they have in the morning – on Fox Sports 1 and ESPN and even some of the pregame shows. Like, I don't even watch them. I don't even get into them. But anytime Barkley and Shaq and these and Kenny Smith and Ernie Johnson are going back and forth, it's always interesting to hear what they're going to say because they just don't care. I love that. They just don't care. And when you have that kind of money and you have that kind of cachet, it shouldn't matter. And they say what they want. And so uh, Shaquille O'Neal yesterday, I think it was at the half. They ended up uh, Portland ended up losing to the Clippers. But at the half basically said – that he's defended Hassan Whiteside for all of these years, and he just doesn't try hard enough. They showed highlights of him not running to the basket, not getting rebounds. And then Charles Barkley said that the, uh, the his best skill was stealing money uh, from the bank twice a month. My gosh, like how that is just, that is rough. And then after the game, Whiteside uh, clapped back at Barkley saying that his teammate Damian Lillard beat him in a rap contest of some kind, and that's why... He, He's mad or something. I have no idea where that was coming from. 
But in this day and age of sports where so much is contrived and pre-produced, and that goes for regular TV as well, it's good to see that kind of raw attitude coming from those guys yesterday. So uh, kind of uh, off the beaten path, I thought that that was one of the more interesting things that happened uh, yesterday in sports. The other thing that's happened that I found, for me at least, is that it is really hard to have full awareness as to what is going on in college basketball with so many other things going on at once. My gosh. Like, did anybody even notice that the college basketball season started this week? There were a mil- There's not a lot of games uh, tonight, but there's, there's a lot tomorrow, and then as we move forward in November, there's a ton. But did anybody notice that this thing even tipped off? Did anybody notice that Kansas played Duke on Tuesday night? I mean, I certainly did, but it's so crazy how because of the NFL season and now the college football season starts playing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, it's really hard to have awareness and pay attention to all of these different sports. I give a lot of credit to people who can stay on top of it. For me, having a family and having all the other things that I have going on, definitely makes it difficult back back to, yeah i mean look i i watched that game between duke and kansas came right down to the end um okay uh jacoby Brissett practice today that's good news looks like he's on track this week to play against the dolphins and you're waiting for that matchup so you certainly see that uh no practice again for adam thielen of the vikings this is not a huge surprise after his injury last week it looks like on sunday night it's going to be all about Stephon Diggs. This is a really intriguing game for me on Sunday night. Kirk Cousins in these spots has notoriously fallen completely apart in these night big games in the NFL. Is this the game that he builds on the last month? Because remember how bad he was for the first month. The last month he's been back to being a QB1 in fantasy. No question. He may not be the top guy, but he's been in the top 10. This is the game. This is the shot again for him going into Dallas. Playoffs are probably on the line. I don't think Minnesota gets in unless they win this game because they're going to be fighting a lot of teams around 500. Cousins comes through. He's going to have to do it without Stephon Diggs. I have no idea who those guys that Cousins was throwing to, by the way, last week. I don't know these names that they, they were throwing out there. I was Johnson. Never even heard of this guy. Like, what just happened to the generic Rudolphs? And and uh, and Diggs's right, like where are those guys? And like Philip Rivers was throwing at guys I had no idea who they were last night too. Never heard of in my life. Patton, sixteen, who? I I watch college football. I watch the NFL. No idea who that guy was. Lance Kendricks, what are you doing throwing at him? I guess it's that time of the year in the NFL. Expect the unexpected. Well, coming up next, I'm going to tell you what I can expect for some fantasy options this weekend as we take care of fantasy football trust or bust. You're listening to Fantasy Sports today. I'm Craig Mish. And we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Don't go Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. 
Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Do you trust me? Trust. Do you trust me? Or bust. You are so busted. All right. We're back here on Fantasy Sports Today. It is time for a little trust or bust. We fired up the football music. There it is. Finally. Love it. It's not uh, Bavona and his wife's... uh, you know, making baby music, you know? I like it. We got some uh, new, I won't new tell him you said that. <laughs> Are they making a baby? Is that what's going on? I don't want to get involved in their birth. Yeah, no, yeah. Newlyweds, so yeah. What do you think? That's right. You know <laughs> yeah. what? My, I, think my, I think my first show on the air, he was married the day before or something like that. Crazy, crazy how that works out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Sean. Well, that's the voice of Sean Guastamacchia, and he is going to help us out with a little trust or bust segment today. Here's how this works. Sean is going to throw out some names at me. I'm going to tell you if you can trust them or if there will be a bust this week in fantasy football, and it is a really tough week for fantasy. I think that if you get to, in a standard, let's say, PPR league, you get to 110 points, you're going to win this week. I don't don't think there's going to be a ton of options there for you so uh, let's go ahead and get started here as we fire off some names that we can trust or potentially not in okay. fantasy this week john okay craig uh, your favorite quarterback famous Jameis Uh-oh. winston playing well right played well last week okay <laughs> okay do you trust well. Jameis? never i know never. you don't yeah never. look never. all right arizona playing arizona this week no. Look, it, it would seem to be a very good matchup on paper. It would. Uh, look, it, given the options that are around this week, and that's true, given the options that are around, uh, I, I, I'm i going to say that I don't trust him, but I would understand you starting him. And I'll tell you right now, I picked up Winston in a league that I had Brady because I felt like he was the best option among the, the players on the waiver wire in a 12-team league. Chose him over Kyler Murray, chose him over Ryan Tannehill, chose him over Finley, uh, and maybe even a couple of others. So I'm going to say, look, if you have no other options with Trubisky, I get it. I get it. Oof. You probably have to start him in a fantasy league this week because, again, uh, you got some quarterbacks that are off this week. You have no choice. So trust over the bad ones. But overall, I, I think that you don't ever want to get yourself set up with this guy because he's going to disappoint you. Uh, you mentioned that you ran down the, the quarterbacks this week, so yeah, there's some bad options out there. So among those, yes, I mean that's and, and look, that's the NFL these days, Sean. Like people say, 
that uh, you know teams haven't played anyone. This is the NFL. It's it's either you're you're headed toward the playoffs or you're terrible. There's no middle ground right. this year. Like who's a middle ground team? The Lions are a middle ground team, probably. Arizona's like a middle ground team. Right. Jacksonville Lions. There aren't a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. There, there's just not a lot. I mean, most of the teams are terrible or good. There's no middle ground. And so it's a quarterback-driven league. There aren't a lot of great guys out there. So I'm going to have to say uh, you got to trust Winston over some of those bad options I mentioned. But overall, you're setting yourself up for a disappointment. All right, let's move over to running back. Kareem Hunt back from his suspension for the Cleveland Browns against a disappointing Buffalo Bills run defense. Do you trust Kareem Hunt this week? Oh, man, fresh legs there for sure yep. after not playing for a year. Uh, but I'm going to say no. I, I, I Look, I, I don't know what to make of Cleveland. I, I would have thought that at this point they would at least look better in some games. They don't even have to win, but I thought they would look better. They haven't even looked better. And Buffalo is going to get into the playoffs. Buffalo is going to win their 9 or 10 games, but I'm not sure how far that they could go if they're going to keep disappointing uh, people. Now, last week... The, the, the game script kind of went how you thought it would, but Washington was in that game way too long, and and Buffalo gave up way too many rushing yards to Adrian Peterson that I would have liked. And then, of course, the Bills uh, you know, scored a late touchdown, and then they won by a lot. Yep. But uh, I'm going to say that I don't trust Hunt, but Buffalo needs to get their act together. And I'm, I'm probably more interested to see if Buffalo wins this game than I am Cleveland. Right. Because the point spread to me is the fishiest one on the board this week. How in the world can Cleveland be favorites over anyone? <laughs> I know. Well, that tells you all you need to know. That's, Let alone that's, a 6-2 you know, and two football because, team. You're right. It's probably because Cleveland's going to win. I mean, they don't make the lines for, for the reason that, that Vegas is going to lose. I mean, I would have loved, you know, I would have been a, way more interested in Buffalo if they were a favorite this week, but Cleveland minus three? Mm, weird one. All right, let's stay with that game then. How about Buffalo Bills running back Devin Singletary? You trust him this week against the Browns? Uh, I definitely feel a lot better that he got some of the primary carries last week. But I still have the same concerns that I've had since week one, which is as long as Frank Gore is on the team, it's going to be at the very least a split. Maybe Buffalo does decide to turn to him a little bit more, but we've been through uh, eight or nine weeks of the NFL. Was it last week, week nine, right? Uh, so eight yes, weeks week of 10, teams yeah. playing in the NFL. And the Singletary was out for three weeks. But in the other five weeks that he played, he was not the primary guy. Did he get four carries for 70 yards one game? Yes. Did he get five carries for 60 yards? Yes, he did. But last week was the first time that they actually allowed him to be the primary ball carrier. If he does it again this week, then I think that we're on to something. But not a lot of options at running back. I understand that. But I think that people are expecting 15 fantasy points from Singletary this week. I don't think it happens. I'm going to say bust. All right, let's stay with the running back position. Again, another guy we always talk about on this show every Friday, David Montgomery. You trust him against the Lions? Well, look, with, with Montgomery at this point, as long as Chicago gets the ball near the goal line, he's going to have his opportunities. And you can't deny that he has scored a number of touchdowns, and really not through his talent, but just the fact that They've been they've had the ball on the one a couple of times, and they've had pass interference in the end zone a couple of times. So he's gotten those goal line carries. He's a very touchdown heavy dependent guy. Uh, he has caught some balls out of the backfield recently, which has given me some more optimism for him. Overall, the season has been a bust, 
But I think at this stage, you can start to trust Montgomery that he's going to get you 15 to 20 carries, 50 yards, but he's still very touchdown dependent. So I'll say trust with Singletary. I'm kind of on board now. But overall for the season, it's been a disappointment for me. I thought that he would be better. All right, what about Kenyon Drake with David Johnson expected back this week for the Cardinals at Tampa? You trust him? Yeah, this is this is one of the tougher calls of the week. Yeah, for both guys, this is one of the tougher calls because I think that in the scenario that a lot of people have, I think that uh, most teams don't have Drake and David Johnson, and I think in most leagues, both guys will start in fantasy this week. Uh, I, I don't know how Arizona goes from Drake looking like he did last week to nothing. That, that to me, makes no sense. I, I think Drake is going to get a, a lot of carries this week, and I don't know how you are as an NFL team going from featuring him and putting him on the field for 80% of the snaps, giving him six targets out of the backfield, giving him 20 carries to just nothing because David Johnson is there. I'm sorry, David Johnson, for whatever reason going on almost two years doesn't look anywhere near the same guy that he did a few years ago. Remember, David Johnson was the number one overall pick, got hurt in the first game, missed the whole year. Since then, he has not looked like anything close to what I thought he was going to be. I thought David Johnson was going to be McCaffrey. I thought David Johnson, for years and years, was going to be a top fantasy star. I'm gonna, I am trust Kenyon Drake. I'm going to play Kenyon Drake this week, Sean. Wow. Wow. I was expecting something different there. All right. With uh, David Johnson back. All right. Sticking with the running backs, Le'Veon Bell for the Jets against the Giants defense this week. Le'Veon Bell's been banged up a little bit, but expected to play. Do you trust him? You know, last week was really disappointing with Le'Veon Bell. And I know that you, in a PPR, you ended up getting your 20 fantasy points because that last drive of the game, Sam Darnold didn't feel like throwing the ball downfield and just kept dumping it and dumping it and dumping it to Bell. And he kept racking up those catches. Prior to that, he was looking at like a 12 or 13 point game. So I was really disappointed. I, look, I, I, I thought Bell was was team proof. I thought Bell, even though he has that sense of kind of that hesitation in the blocking scheme, could still, uh, you know, at the very least be touchdown dependent. I think that he's got a good matchup this week, but a close game is not going to be good for him. It's almost like he has to be in a game where they're trailing so he can catch passes out of the backfield. I have to start Le'Veon Bell in one of my leagues. I don't have a choice. So right. for me, I'm going to trust him because I don't have anything else, Sean. Like, I got nothing on the waiver wire to start. I, I just, I mean, I, I think you have to trust him because you drafted him and you got to put him in there. But he's been a massive disappointment this yep. year. There's no, there's no question about it. All right, how about Joe Mixon against the Ravens with Ryan Finley I'm starting? Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna I'm going in on Mixon this week. I, I I like Cincinnati this week against Baltimore. I'll be one of the ones that's the, the crazy one out there on the vine. But I just think that this is a good spot for the Bengals. This game reminds me a little bit of when Cleveland played Baltimore, and Cleveland ran all over them. Now I do think Baltimore probably wins the game. But I could see a, a uh, slow start uh, for, for the Ravens this week. And I could see uh, 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 excuse me, Cincinnati keeping this close. Remember, the Bengals have been the, back, the backdoor babies in betting this year. They have played uh, a lot of close games, and they have come back to play in close games. The only question is this kid Finley. Is, is Finley going to be a Brandon Allen, or is he going to be a Nathan Peterman? We don't know. And then that, that's scary going into a game. 
But uh, I think Cleveland does enough in this one, and I think Mixon gets you 15 fantasy points this week. I like it. All right. Uh, how about Tyler Boyd, wide receiver for the Bengals? you trust him this week? Yeah, I'm out now on Boyd. Yeah. No, Boyd had his chance. Uh, they, they gave him starting job all season long. Uh, didn't doesn't sometimes doesn't, disappears from the game. Sometimes doesn't catch balls. Uh, once uh, Tate came in, he started playing a little bit better. And the guy to own and start on Cincinnati. And again, we'll see if that this changes because Dalton's not in there. But this kid Alex Erickson was a monster for a few weeks, playing with Dalton in there, catching the balls over the middle and even down the field. I, I think Erickson's a better receiver than Tate and Boyd. So I'm going to say no on Boyd. My shine is off him for sure. All right, uh, let's move on. Wide receiver position, DK Metcalf against the Niners, Jarvis Landry against the Bills. What's your thoughts on those two guys? Trust well, your boss. You got you to start, start Metcalf. He's been red hot. Seattle's defense is terrible, and so they're having to come back and they're having to score a lot in games. I don't know why they signed Josh Gordon. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I, I definitely trust Metcalf this week for sure. Who was the other one, Sean? Jarvis Landry. Yeah, and the PPR four. I mean, look, he he sneaked in a t- he snuck in a touchdown last week, which gave him the value. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no on him. I'm not gonna trust uh, Landry this week. How about Curtis Samuel against the Green Bay Packers? No, no, no way. I, really? None of the re- none of the Out. yeah none of the re- yeah none of the receivers on Carolina. I don't. I I know they were dominant last week. The Panthers. Uh, but I am not going to uh, trust that situation. I, I don't like the way that Kyle Allen's looked in back-to-back games. All right. And that, uh, yeah. Well, we that only have really like cool. a minute. I want to get you thought. Uh, Giants, Jets. You, you mentioned okay. Le'Veon Bell, right? You're going to have to play him, mm-hmm. all right? Got to play him, yeah. How about uh, the other skilled position players for both teams? Trust any of those guys in this game? Barkley, got to play. Oh, yeah, Barkley, of course. Uh, Robbie Anderson? Uh, no. Mm-mm. No. Nope. Slayton, maybe. Okay. No, no, not a lot. Of, I, I I see an under game coming in this game. Yeah, I see a low-scoring game. All right, uh, that'll do it for Trust or Bust. Coming up in a couple of minutes, we'll do the best of the first hour of the show. Hour number two, I'll set you up. I'm going to talk to you guys about what I think about Deion Sanders, maybe being the head coach at FSU. Definitely an interesting story. Uh, Gary Danielson was on at the betting window. He'll give us a full preview of Alabama LSU and Sean talked to him. So we appreciate that. We'll play that back for you coming up at one twelve Eastern, which is about 15 minutes from now. Jamie Eisenberg joins us for two segments. We'll break down what happened in last night's game between the Chargers and Raiders and look ahead to the weekend. He's got a couple of big DFS plays for you guys to throw in there. So stay tuned to that as well. And then in my two minute drill, we'll close out the show with one of my hot topics, and we'll save that for you uh, coming up in about an hour from now. All right, uh, hour number one is almost in the books. We'll wrap that up next. We'll come back for hour two here on FST. I'm Craig Mish. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish.
Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. Chase Young is not going to be able to play for Ohio State this week, and it really doesn't make a difference because when they play Penn State in a couple weeks and they play in the Big Ten Championship, that's what it will make a difference. Now, again, we don't know the entire story as to why he's been suspended for this game by the NCAA, but apparently it goes back to a story from a year or two ago where Young had to borrow money from a family member and allegedly what he is saying to just basically survive on the day-to-day he paid that back, but still it was a violation with him accepting money from somebody else, and he is a college athlete. And these are the kind of things that make you really not just root for these college kids to get paid, but do we just not have an understanding as to how these things work? There was that story from the NCAA a couple of years ago about the kid that wanted to transfer and, and was able to get a scholarship to another school to be closer to his mom that was deathly ill, but they wouldn't let him do it because they didn't want to set a bad precedent for other kids that would come up with excuses, but his mom was ill. He wanted to leave one school and go to another and, and get out of the scholarship. The school allowed him to, and the NCAA did not. I mean, the NCAA, man, they just have no self-awareness into some of these situations. Now, look, with this particular situation with Chase Young, I don't know what the deal is here, okay? Look, I'm just going off what he said on social media, and we know how that can be. It could be a bunch of BS, and it could be wrong. But if indeed this is the case, does anybody really care that he borrowed money from a family member and gave it back, and he can't play in a game this weekend? It's not going to affect Ohio State. Maybe against the spread, it'll affect them. They're going to win this week. Chase Young's still going to be a top pick in the draft. And all this does is just cause attention to something ridiculous. Doesn't even make any sense. If indeed this is really the case. And that's what we're talking about here on the show today. We have to. Because it's just a mockery at this point what they're making of this. Was it $10,000 that he borrowed? Probably not. Probably a lot less. If you're going to start paying the kids any way to play and you're going to start paying them for their likeness, this is the story that you're going to bring up today to kind of debunk all that. It's just bad, bad look again. If indeed this is true, and we'll find out soon on this. And we'll be right back with more fantasy sports today, hour number two, if you're listening live or if you're listening on demand. This is FNTSY Radio, Craig Mish, Fantasy Sports Today. 